Thank you for joining us for live paranormal radio. From the paranormal to the unexplained, it all happens here. It all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in our live video chat 24-7 with our live paranormal radio show hosts and other like-minded people. Live. Paranormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by Full Interaction Media. Stop by now and join the fun. Stop by now and join the fun. It's Haunted Playground on the Live Paranormal Radio Network. Please find us at LiveParanormal.com and all of our affiliates like iHeartRadio.com, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podomatic, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, the list goes on and on and on. I'm your host, Sheena Metal. I'm a psychic medium. I'm an interfaith minister. I'm a 28-year talk radio host. I'm a performing artist, a creative artist, and I come to you live from my home in Los Angeles every Wednesday at 3 o'clock Pacific time. This show is about everything that lives beyond the realm of the three dimensions. So whether you want to know, is God real? Is there life after death? Or do I have a Loch Ness Monster in my above ground swimming pool? This is the place for you. And every week on the show, I pick out folks that I believe to be the brightest and loveliest and most beautiful hearts and minds and souls in the spiritual and the paranormal community. And we talk about what lives beyond the veil, what lives beyond the three dimensions, and how we confuse that world in this world story. My guest today is making his debut on any of my shows. Um, he's a wonderfully talented uh, psychic and channeler, and I'm excited, spiritual practitioner and spiritual being, and I'm very excited to have him here on the show. Please welcome to the show the wonderful Mike Pozorski is here. Hello, my new friend. How are you? It's wonderful to have Hi. you here on the show. Hi, Sheena. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's so good to hear your voice, and I'm so glad you're here. Me too. Me too. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. So tell me and my listeners, because you're new to my shows, a little bit about your um, spiritual history. You know, how did you, what has your path been thus far? So, yeah, sure. So I had experiences um, with seeing spirits since I was a child, um, and then I came to really know that I was a medium around 18 years old. And then from there, I went to workshops and I learned about the subject matter and I did readings. And when I would do the readings, I, it, it felt, it always felt like I was in the right place um, in my life. And the readings really blew me away, not to like, you know, boost my own ego or anything, but it, it really did blow me away. The evidence, the the information that would come through and then the reactions of people that I would give readings to. And it, it, that started when I was about 18 or 19 when I actually started doing readings. Um, and then I've kind of just kept doing it from there. I've learned from multiple different teachers around the world. Um, I've trained with them. I've learned from them and I'm still developing and practicing um, my mediumship today, even in like the kind of, the school kind of learning setting with mentoring. And also I also do it part-time um, as like a, a spiritual business as well. That's wonderful. Now, is it your mm. full-time thing now? Is it, is it what you de- devote all your time to? 
Uh, not full-time, no. I work a part-time job, and then I do this on the side. But my goal, my plan is to go more into, like, the full-time work with it. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Now, when you were mm. a kid, did it scare you? I mean, was there ever a time when you were like, hell no, I don't want this, <laughs> and you just off? Yes. Yeah, I did. When I was very young, I wasn't afraid of it at all. Um, it was when I started getting into my teens, uh, 17, 18, where I started, ha- you know, I, I still had those experiences, and I was, you know, really questioning, like, what is going on? Like, what is this? You know, and my mom – I really could confide with her because she had very similar experiences. Um, when she was a child, she still does. Um, she actually does like shamanic healings and energy healing now. Um, but we would kind of talk with each other just back and forth about, you know, things I would see, experiences I would have. And she would tell me things too. So it was very comforting to know that. And that really eased my fear around this whole subject matter. And then she encouraged me to go learn about it, to use it, because she knew it was a gift. Um, and when I did, and I opened myself up completely to the work, all that fear just went away because I'm like, oh, there's nothing to fear here. This is this is amazing. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm. Um, yeah. I know that a lot of times, because I mentor a lot of um, young psychics and mediums, and um, a lot of times there is a fear of what's going to come through. They're scared mm-hmm. they're going to sort of open a can of worms, right, and, and every <laughs> demonic Tom, Dick, and Harry is going to charge through at them. Um, <laughs> do you ever have that Have you ever seen anything when you tapped into the beyond that you were fearful of? I mean, have you, have you ever mm-hmm. seen anything that you were like, oh, no, never again, I'm literally saging myself, you know, uh, it's time for a stage enema because I don't ever want that to happen. <laughs> no, no. I, I always set the intention before going into a reading. I kind of I set the intention to the spirit world, you know, bring me evidence, bring me the messages you want to convey that you want to talk with your loved ones about. And that's, I mean, that's, that. yeah, the, the primary work is the mediumship um, with the loved ones on the other side. So that's that's what I get. Yeah, that's beautiful. I um I I think it's so important that we um set that intention for ourselves and also teach others mm-hmm. to do the same. To protect right. you from the things um, that maybe don't have your best interest at heart in the same way that we have to protect ourselves from human beings that maybe don't have your best interest at heart. I get a little uh, frustrated sometimes with spiritual practitioners who are like oh, no, nothing exists but the love and light. And it's like, wow. I always say, well, it must be nice to live in Candyland, but unfortunately that's not where we live. And so it's important to teach folks to protect themselves because if you open all of that up, especially if you have gifts that are untapped and uncontrolled and you are moving into a new world, you need to make sure you protect yourself. Yeah, I think you know, intentions intentions big. It's it is, and uh, you know, it, just putting that out there to the spirit world and and connecting with your guides to, I mean, then you really set yourself up for the best possible reading you can have. I agree, a hundred percent. Yeah, and the, and the happiest life you can have, right? To reinforce yeah. that all roads you walk are only going to be in the light, and that's what you're interested in. When I work with mm-hmm. um. 
paranormal investigators or I do investigations or I work with folks who are interested in investigating in their own homes, which I always tell people, do not investigate in your own home. You know, they, they always say, mm-hmm. you know, you don't shit where you're and you really, I mean, people are like, I just want to do ghost box and Ouija board in my house. I'm like, please, no, not in your house. <laughs> but if you want to go to a location to do something, please just make sure you protect yourself because mm-hmm. um, we need to always make sure we're surrounding ourselves. I, I swear I, every time, I think clients tease me now because it's a drinking game how often I say white light protection prayers. But, you know, we, we all should be doing them all the time, right? Pull in the light. Protect yourself with the light. Work with the light. Walk with the light. The light is here to protect us. You know? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I know that you um, had a, you work a lot with Archangel Michael, and, and I do as well. Um, how did that mm-hmm. begin for you? What are sort of your impressions of working with Archangel Michael? Like, what did you expect that turned out to be true? What What was it not like that you never expected it was be? like? What is your sort of been? Yeah. So I, I mean, when I started doing readings, I, I wasn't very aware of of, of guides and things like that. I didn't really know much about it, and I'm not sure if I just wasn't like totally interested in it or not. I'm, I wasn't. I'm not sure. But I had an experience about three or four years after I started doing readings, and it was I woke up in the middle of the night. Um, I rolled over and I saw this being standing next to my bed, and I remember the first thing that I saw were his feet, and he was in the, he had like the Roman kind of emperor kind of sandals things on, and they were kind of strapped up around his legs, and I I kept looking up and I saw the kilt thing and you know, the armor stuff, you know, just like the statues that you see, it was, it was so similar to that. And he was like seven, eight feet tall, you know, nearly as tall as, is the ceiling in my bedroom where I was living at the time. And I, you know, there wasn't a particular message at the time. It was just, he was there, he was just there with me. And I, I saw him like, I'm like, I can look at a, you know, a physical person. Like he was physical. I saw color you know, it wasn't like I was having like a dream. It, I was very conscious, very awake during this whole experience. And I felt this just unconditional love just like pouring through me. And it was like he was emanating that. And then I, I couldn't see th- that love, but I could feel and sense that it was like permeating throughout my whole bedroom. Um, and he was just he stood so strongly and he was so focused on me and his intention and just his, his love. It was, it just blew my mind. It really did. And in, in that experience, I remember just feeling calm and at peace. And I had a, like a, an intuition, like, Oh, he's just, he's just with me again. He's just here again. This is, you know, this isn't anything new. Um, and I also felt like, the connection I had with him felt like a really close friend. That's kind of what it felt like. Um, and then, and then I knew him for, I knew him for so long and it was just such a beautiful experience. And then I, I remember I just kind of rolled back over and went back to bed. Um, and that was that. Uh, so that was kind of my first kind of encounter experience with him, which was just, 
it was just so unbelievably, so profound. I love thinking back to it because it, it just, it brings me peace. And just knowing that, you know, he's around me and, and stuff, and he's around a lot of people, I, you know, but it's, it's unbelievable. That, that was my first experience with him. Yeah, that's really beautiful. That's, that's completely lovely and, and very beautiful. And, um, yeah, I, that, uh, you're very lucky to have had that experience. <laughs> I know. I, I feel I, when I had it, I came to understand in hindsight, like looking back, I'm like, wow, I, that was a very, I was very fortunate to be able to have that. Yes. Yes. And also to, to have the, um, the privilege of working with Archangel Michael, right? Because I mean, I, I think every angel mm-hmm. that you work with, is amazing, uh, but uh, you know they kind of pick us, right? We don't really choose who we work with. My mother worked with Michael. I always feel like I grew up with yeah. him. My mother was so into working with Archangel Michael that everything in her life she named Michael. As a matter of fact, I was probably <laughs> in my 40s when I realized that her high school fiance, the guy she was engaged to, I'm sorry, college, all through college and grad school, that his name mm-hmm. wasn't even actually Michael, that she just called him that. So that we kind of became a running joke with us. And someone whose name is Michael, I always think they've kind of been sent by my mom because she was so into that. And it's interesting. At one point, I think like eight of my best friends were named Michael. They just kept coming. As a matter of fact, so I have to refer to them by their last names to people so people know who I'm talking about because there's so many. So um, yeah, yeah. I like Michael doesn't suffer any fools. That's what I like about working with Michael. Michael is a, a straight shooter, and everything is, is very direct, and um, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like somebody who just kind of cuts to the chase and tells you the truth. I'm a, I'm a Connecticut girl, and I have that New England pragmatism, I think, and I, I like the fact <laughs> that Michael comes at you from a very pragmatic place, you know? Yeah, yeah. He, it's, I, I had an experience, and after that, um, and I, I don't know if it was Archangel Michael or not, but I, it was, it wasn't very long after I had that first experience with him, um, where I was shown and I, and I heard about this, um, with a lot of like near death experiencers where they, they were shown kind of their life script or their, their kind of, uh, what do you call it? Life's blueprint or whatever. And I had no idea, like I had no idea like what that was or if that was even real or anything. So all these experiences kind of happened to me, and then I learned about it after. I'm like, oh, my God, like, that, that happened to me, you know. So I had an experience where I saw that, my life script. I don't remember everything on it, but I feel like what I needed to know at the time, um, I was shown, like, to continue this work in mediumship, and that's why I was here and things like that. And the voice that kind of came through and was speaking to me at that time was very authoritative, like very direct, like what you're talking about. And I kind of felt it was Archangel Michael, but I don't know who it was. It didn't really matter to me at the time. I just know, (laughs) I knew what I was told. So that's, yeah, that, that was kind of, that happened, I want to say almost a couple days after this experience with Archangel Michael. But yeah, that was kind of another experience that was very close that encounter that I had. Yeah, I, I love that, and that's wonderful. And it's interesting because you know how we all have um, when we're I, when we're not here on the earth incarnate, right? We go home, and then at home we have something that we do at home as well. And at home, mm-hmm. 
I work with Archangel Raphael. So it's interesting that here on Earth, I work so much with Michael. It's kind of funny how because you could be assigned differently, right? Like you could you could sure. you know uh, do something when you're in the the army, and then you retire and get into the police department, and you work for somebody else. So it's the same job essentially, but you're you're right. doing it for someone else. And um, I mean, healing is healing is healing, right? And I think angels are there for us to call upon when we need them. All of the archangels are sort of always on duty for when you need them for something. But it's fascinating to me that we have certain ones that we we work with more than others, I think, is is so interesting to me. Yeah, it is really interesting. It's it's so comforting to know that, too. And, and sometimes all we have to do is just ask, you know, and we can get impressions right. and, and connect in that way. And to, to know that you know, they are there and around and willing to help. It's just, it is, it is, it's a gift. It really is. Absolutely. So what was it like for you to tell people from your life that one, you had these gifts and two, you were going to start using these gifts? <laughs> um, let me see here. I, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that difficult. I, I know um, and, and really, I, it really wasn't that hard because when I started doing it, I was so grabbed by the work. It was so fascinating to me, and it was so real that I, I was literally like, I literally don't care what people say and, like, what they think because, I mean, if they had the experiences I had, they would be doing the same thing. Um, and I kind of just right. always went with that. And, and I had all the support from my mom. My dad supported me. My my younger sister, I mean, she could support as much as she could. Um, she, I don't know how old she was at the time, probably twelve or thirteen when I started. But I had I had all the support of my family, um, and they were all for it with me. So that was really really good. That is so and, wonderful. You're very very lucky because not everybody gets that right. For some, I was lucky because my mom also did the work, so I didn't have to explain to her what I think she had to explain to me what it was. It was worried I was going to think she was crazy when she told me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I was very fortunate in that area, too. I think some of my friends were skeptical, probably still are, but some of my closer friends, you know, I am able to have some of those conversations every once in a while about the work that I do, and they're pretty open to it. You know, I haven't really lost any friends doing this type of work, and I don't really care if they're interested in it or not. You know, they're living their own life. They have their own path, that's, which is great. And I'm just happy that they've, they've stuck around. <laughs> you know, most, most of them really have. Sure. So I, I've been fortunate in that area too. Yeah, that's wonderful. You're very, very lucky. That's, that's fantastic. Um, what yeah. about, like, just telling the world? I mean, was it, were you worried about just oh, sort of putting it out there publicly? Yeah, I I was. I I was I was definitely nervous about it. Um I think I went I guess you could say professional with, with it if you will when I was 23. Um and I you know, I made my own website. I got professional pictures done and and I put it out there and I, I definitely was nervous. Like I wasn't, you know, it it was exciting and I was I was really loving that that at that point, but it was also a little terrifying too, like, you know, oh, here we go, like, you know, I hope people aren't going to just, you know, bash me or say things or whatever. And, I mean, some of that happened, not any of the people that I knew, but um, I was definitely nervous in the beginning. But I, I knew 
I was called to do the work. And I knew that if I just could get the courage to do it, which I did, and I continue to have that courage and just put it out there, that good things will come from that. And they always, always have. And I've noticed throughout my journey that every time I I made one of those harder choices or decisions to kind of put myself out there, I always got something in return, like some sort of payoff in, in different ways where I was like, wow, I'm so happy I was, I was willing to do that. And, and I listened to those, to that guidance and, and all of that sort of stuff. So like any, yeah, to anyone, you know, who is, who's really wanting to do something with their life that's scary, just, just do it. You know, it, it'll pay off in some way, maybe not immediately, but eventually it will. And I've also kind of noticed with that too, those, sometimes you get like smaller payoffs and I feel like those happen very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of understood that as like the universe kind of telling you you're on the right path. You kind of get like little successes right away just to kind of show you you're kind of where you need to be. So I, I've had those. That's kind of how I've experienced it. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's 100% true, and I and I agree with you in every aspect. Um, I also think that sometimes, you know, there's nothing to fear but fear itself, right? I teach a workshop called mm-hmm. that, but it's true. It's, I know it's an old saying, but it's true. Sometimes the fear of what it's going to be like is so much worse than what it actually is. You know, I always say I've come out of a lot of closets. But that was the scariest one for me, um, mostly because I was working in the entertainment business, and I was so scared that I was going to be sort of, you know, run out on a rail when people knew that I was also a psychic and that I was going to be like, you know, teased and humiliated for doing this work. And it was completely the opposite experience. Everybody was so wonderful. It was truly wonderful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, I was also for me too, I was I was going to college at the time. Um and uh I knew I wanted to do this, but you know, I wasn't sure if I should really put myself out there or not. So I had to drop out of school um and do that too. But you just I don't know what it, you just get the knowing or the the intuitions or, you know, some I had a little bit more kind of more vivid experiences, but you just kind of know when it's your time to, to make that transition. And if you just yes. trust that th- things will just will work out. But I think too, you know, there are just certain, certain life points or certain, um, what do you call it? Um, experiences that you have where you just have to be willing to let go to get to that next stage. And then the payoff yeah. is pretty quick, I think in, in some aspects. So. Yeah, I agree. But, I agree with you there. I think um, that that's very much true, and um, um, sometimes it's about waiting, right? And that's something we have to explain to our clients. They don't get – I always say the the universe doesn't really give a damn about your timeline. Um, You know, people say, (laughs) I want this now, and I want that now, and I want this now. And it's like, no, that's not not happening. Um, It's – Spirit throws into your life the things you're ready to accept at the time that you're ready to accept them, right? Yes, for sure. I, yeah, absolutely. It, it's that's I, you know, and I think too, it's through those those phases as well that 
that's where our growth really happens. Our, our spirituality, our, you know, and then you learn surrendering and accepting and allowing things just to be as they are. And then things will come into your life when you're ready for a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent as well. Yeah. And, and sometimes mm. the waiting, but I wait until the time is right with spirit. Then usually everything is really beautiful. It's just waiting until the time is right. Yeah. Divine timing. It's so important, right? Yeah, it is. Um, so for you, um, how do you, how do you live every day? Like I just, I've gotten to the point in my life where I just wait for spirit to tell me what's next. I leave everything open (laughs) and I just wait for spirit to tell me what's next. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. That's kind of my thing. Yeah, I think that's. That's a really great way to go about it. Sometimes I, I'm kind of like, you know, what do I know? Let me just let me just let them help, you know, guide me um, and be open to that guidance. And I I try to I try to connect in with my guides on, on kind of a weekly basis. It's it's really more intuitive. Um, if I really feel like okay, I just need to sit down and I need to connect in to see what's next. And I usually just go from what I receive from there. But my day-to-day, um, I work a part-time job, so I do that. Um, and then I do other stuff that I enjoy doing. And then if I have readings, I'll do the readings. And then right now I'm really working on uh, building kind of an online community uh, for people so that, you know, they can come either on my Facebook or Instagram just to get insights and wisdom and spiritual topics and stuff like that and also hear more about my work my mediumship and psychic work so it's kind of working on the social media end and my part-time job and then also just making time just to to be and to sit and to you know allow divine timing to you know take its course and, and stuff like that absolutely what is your uh, community your online community called um, so I don't have like a, like a Facebook community, um, right now it's right now. I just have kind of my business page, um, spiritual medium MP is my, my Facebook business page. And then my Instagram, uh, Mike Mazorski medium, I just kind of have those two platforms. And then I also have a TikTok, which I upload some videos there. Um, they're more like informative videos. I, I haven't really posted a whole lot of, like, my readings. Um, it's more about just talking about certain topics like intuition. That's kind of something I've been um, diving a little bit deeper with. And then I've also been experimenting a little bit with YouTube shorts. That's, like, a new thing. It's kind of like TikTok, um, but on YouTube. So I'll upload some videos on there, too. Um, but I, I, I really like the Instagram um, and Facebook right now. So those are kind of my platforms online. That's wonderful. And and uh, mm. and how do you find it to gather? Gathering people, right? Sometimes crowd mm-hmm. building is difficult, especially in a saturated market where everybody is um, suddenly a psychic medium and everybody's trying to grab <laughs> uh, their people. And it's, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think 
I think what helps, what can help people starting out is, is connecting with other people in the industry, someone that you trust, someone that, you know, you get along with and you, you work well together with, or if you haven't worked with them at all, um, I think it's best to kind of team up with other people that are reputable um, and then do events with somebody else. And then I think I can help kind of get, you know, your brand or your work out there to spread more awareness on yourself and the other person. I know for me, when I started doing group events, I was, uh, this is like six years ago now. Um, I, I worked with people in Milwaukee and Kenosha and, in Madison, I believe too. I, I worked a little bit all over in Wisconsin, but I would do them with other people. And, you know, when you do them with other people, when you're starting out, and even when, you know, if you've been doing this for 10, 20 years, I think it, it can help draw more people in so that you can obviously show your craft and, and, and present your work to, you know, bigger groups of people. And also I think with things becoming more popular online, it's, I think for people in the spiritual community or the psychic medium or, you know, whatever it is that you do, trying to build an online presence I think is going to be really great too moving forward because it just seems a lot of things are becoming more and more online. Um, so doing online Zoom events and, and marketing on Facebook or kind of just, you know, sharing it with people, putting it out there, um, I think can help a lot. But if I'm going to be honest, I really like the in-person stuff more. I really like being in person okay. with people. But I I used to like that for radio as well. But I've gotten so used to the pureness of a virtual connection and the pureness okay. of an audio connection, you know, where it's just a voice and a voice. Because people tend to get distracted if they're looking all over the place. and You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I like, I, or, mm-hmm. There's something very ethereal about, like, the way we're doing radio now where it's your voice and my voice kind of floating in the ethers on the airwaves. I really like that. Yeah, I, I like it, too. I like the Zoom um, as well because, I mean, when doing readings, like, it works just as well. I, it, you know, we don't have to be in person to have a really great experience. Um you know, we could do and get the evidence and the information and the messages and, and what have you just over the phone, just like this, and even over Zoom. And for convenience sake, I've noticed that, I mean, my gosh, I don't have to really go anywhere uh, if I don't want to. I can do the readings right from home, right on my, my laptop and my Zoom. And I also do, I'm also I'm also in a mentorship um, with someone at, at the Arthur Finley College. And Usually, you know, you would have to go to Arthur Finley to England to do that, you know, and now it's like on Zoom. So it's like I don't even have to travel to go do that. I can do it right on my laptop. So that's been that's been a huge, a huge thing. So, yeah, isn't that fantastic? I love that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It really is. And Zoom is kind of relatively new too because when I started doing this that wasn't a thing yet it was kind of just over the phone for me like six seven years ago yeah Yeah. so where are you based I am in Manitowoc Wisconsin okay and is that somewhere near Madison I heard you mention Madison yes yes so Madison is about an hour two hours southwest of me 
Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. My mom um, uh, went to, um, well, what was the sister school of what's now Lawrence University in Milwaukee, and she did her first master's degree at University of Madison right out of college. And that was oh, okay. kind of a very spiritual place for her. She um, always said that if she hadn't gotten married and, um, you know, hadn't had kids, she probably would have gone back to Madison and just sort of settled there. It was always kind of a sort, sort of a um, a very harmonious spiritual place for her. So I always think about yeah. that. And I remember as a kid going to the Wisconsin Dells, and they cert- there certainly <laughs> was something, certainly something very mystic there. I mean, I don't know what it's like now because, you know, I was a kid in the 70s, but, um, man, it was a very mystical place then. Yeah, the the Dells, that's a great place. That's a great place. I would love to do an event or something down there. Um, it's right, very like tourist. The it, yeah. Like the Dells? Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very, very... Yeah, it's a very touristy place. I think I want to say there's, I I don't know for sure, but there might be like a, a million or even maybe three million people that go through there every summer. It's a really big spot in Wisconsin. It's huge. Um, yeah, it was when I was then, a kid too, but hmm. not, not that many. But it was one. It it was two when I was a kid. Um, I remember there mm-hmm. was a like a, one of those dancing water things with the lights and. Um, <laughs> the Native American dancing, and there was a dog that would jump from one cliff to the other, and you watched it. You probably, probably PETA's put a stop to that. But, again, it was the <laughs> 70s. Like all the postcards of the attractions, and one of them was this little dog standing on the cliff, and you would watch him jump from cliff to cliff. Um, uh-huh. You know, again, the 70s. But I, I, I hope it hasn't gotten so super touristy now that it doesn't still have all that amazing native energy there. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I, you know, it it does have that that little bit of that Native American vibe. I know they have some shops like that there. They do they definitely have some shops that you can go in and perhaps that may carry a little bit more of that energy in those areas, but um Man, it is it is really a busy place in the summer. A lot of kids, a lot because they're they're out of school and and the families go down and stuff like that. But even then, though, too, it's still a fun. It's a good. It's like a fun environment just to be in. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. There's a lot of very intense energy in in Wisconsin. People who don't know Wisconsin, maybe they don't know that, but there is like a very very wonderful intense energy there that's really beautiful. Yeah, definitely the Native American um, energy for sure. Uh, even in the area where I'm living in Manitowoc, I, I can't remember what it's called, but they had a name for it. Um, it, it may have been something like Home of Spirit. It, the Native Americans called Manitowoc. I'm not. For, it's. I don't know for sure if that was it, but it was something along those like spiritual lines. That it was this this town, the city that I'm in, was named after, and then. Milwaukee too, um, you know there must have been reservations down in Milwaukee area. The Potawatomi Casino was just built. I don't know if it's like a decade yes. ago now, but that was on a reservation. Um, yes. As well, I I don't know a whole lot of the history with it, but it it is very rich in that here for sure. Absolutely. I went to a place once in Montgomery, Alabama, 
to do a psychic thing. And it was literally, the story was that while developing this area in Montgomery, four different areas in Montgomery, while trying to commercially develop it, they had found native bones. And whatever the deal was in Alabama with the state, when you find the bones, a certain amount of radius around that then instantly belongs to the native tribes. And so they had built these three of the big casinos were already built. They were building the fourth one. So wow. I'm saying in the hotel and everything's new and gorgeous. It's all very blues music themed. There's a BB King's restaurant and a Lucille's chicken. And it's all very like, you know, Southern blues themed, beautiful, gorgeous hotel. Mm-hmm. But I kept getting bruised. Like by the time I left that hotel, I had like 24 bruises on me and there was one that literally looked like somebody had kicked me in the calf. It was like the size of like a teacup saucer, like in a perfect circle. And I thought, well, you know, people say, oh, you get beat up on the plane or weird things happen to you when you fly. So as the second leg of that trip was, we drove up through Atlanta and then went to Savannah and stayed there for a week in another haunted hotel that was, built like in the early 1800s but for whatever reason nobody was kicking me there and the bruises cleared up and I've never had bruises like that before or since um anyway so they took us on a tour of the Alabama hotel the guys that managed the hotel and they're like do you want to see the Indian burial ground and I said can I ask you something before we go there can you just point to where it is and he pointed to where it was, and it was literally right below my hotel room. And I'm like, oh, okay. So whoever got the idea to put me in the room that literally sits on the phone, <laughs> thank you, no thank you. But, you know, that yeah. kind of thing happens. That, that energy, wow. that native energy is everywhere, and we have to be so super respectful of it. Yeah, I, I agree, yeah, for sure. There's a place uh, near Manitowoc called Cato Falls, um, and I know that place is very rich in, in Native American land there. And I, I know my mom had went out there, and she saw a Native American in spirit. Uh, you know, she oh, saw the Native American okay. with her physical eyes. It was it was such a strong energy there. Um, but yeah, it, it is it is it's it. You definitely get that sense of like like you know showing respect and and being kind to the land and. I definitely, yeah, I've gotten that vibe <laughs> for sure, yeah. Absolutely. Now, does your, um, does your mom have gifts? Yeah, she, she is, she, I believe she's a medium. She, yes, yeah, she is, and she knows she is, but she likes the, um, the, the healing aspect of, of the work. Um, she gives me a reading every, like a psychic reading every once in a while, so that's always fun. Um, but she, hey. uh, yeah, she does healings for people. She has a place um, north of me. She lives in the Green Bay area, um, and she has a healing center where she does uh, – I don't know if she does Reiki healing, but I know she does shamanic healing, and then she might have her own kind of energy practice healing that she does. That's so awesome. So it's nice, right, to uh, to be with somebody who understands uh, what you do and to be – sort of second generation like like we are, or even more. I mean, who knows? My mom was orphaned very young. Um, she had a psychic tell her once that my grandmother also was very gifted. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it se- it seems to run in the the family. I've kind of noticed that with people, like through generations and stuff like that. I think that's probably yeah. more a common than than it not. Yeah, I I agree. I think it probably mm. is too. Do you know anything about you generationally past your mom? Do you know if if one of her parents was gifted? Um. I think my so my grandmother who's still living, she would do like tea leaf readings. I don't know if you you know. I'm sure you know what that is, like the tea leaves or whatever. Um, She did that. I don't know if she didn't do mediumship though, Um, and she only did it for a very very short time. She's not. She doesn't do too much with it anymore. But I know that. I think someone in her family if it was my great, great aunt or a great aunt or something like that was also very psychic. Um, so a lot of it, a lot of it is on my mom's side. Yeah. That's interesting, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Italian. She's very Italian. You have the whole Italian family psychic thing going on on <laughs> my mom's side. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it is. So awesome. So, um, what 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 are your hopes and plans for your practice? What are you hoping to do with it? So i I want to build a little bit more awareness on social media, on my Instagram and Facebook, and I love doing the in person events, the group events, and. I want to travel around the country and I want to do kind of shows and things like that and do in presented on stage um, and just do the one-on-one readings for people that want that and that are interested in that. Cause I also love the, the, the one-to-ones too. It's very personal and I, I just love being with people. That's what I really like the most. So I, I hope it doesn't go too far into the, the, with everything going online, but you know, we can only do what we can do. But, I mean, that's kind of what I envision. That's where I see myself in the next 10 years uh, traveling and and putting up, yeah. putting up events and, and doing it that way. I also do feel guided to write a book. Um, I'm sure in the next few years I'll probably have something done by then. So that's kind of in, in the works right now. But that's kind of the plan. That's that's where I'm heading, just to, you know, develop this gift and, and keep developing it and sharing it and kind of just going where I feel drawn to um, and working on kind of planning some events and doing some traveling. I love that. I think that's wonderful. I think that is so wonderful. And I think that um, yeah. I think that you're going to have so much success with it because you have such a beautiful – attitude and outlook towards it all. Is that the, is that the best way to say it? You've got a great yeah, attitude yeah. and a great outlook. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. You're like you're like a super special guy. It's it's an honor to be able to spend some time with you and <laughs> learn a little bit about your gifts and get to talk to you and and uh you know, and learn about stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I I really enjoy sharing it. I enjoy talking about it. Um, about the subject matter itself, it's it's such an interesting thing, and it provides so much healing um, to people. So, I, you know, I appreciate you having me, and 
I love talking about it, so it's always I always have a good time with it. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Where, where, where do you do you venture into? I mean, you do the psychic work, right? You do the mediumship work. Do you mm-hmm. ever work in the paranormal world? Do you do house clearings? I mean, are you involved in that mm-hmm. aspect? No, no. I'm. I've kind of made the, a conscious decision that I'm just going to focus on this. Because um, there's so much out there. I mean, there's healing, oh, there's God. that. There's, like, so many different avenues people can go into. Um, and over the last couple of years, I've just been really focused on, let's try to get this mediumship thing down uh, and get that as good as I can get it and, and kind of head in that direction. Because I, I felt very drawn to, like, okay, it's time to make a decision, like, which which area do you want to go in here? Because there is so much. I mean, you come into this space. There's so much you can do with it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I would answer your question, the mediumship, and also psychic work, too. I do – I help people, like, on a personal level as well with, like, relationships and career and work and family and, and stuff like that. So I, I do both of those. That's my favorite work of all. I know everybody wants to talk to their dead relatives, and I'm happy to oblige, but what I love is helping people with their own life path. Yeah. Yeah, that's super important. I, you know, and anyone who is a medium is, is also very psychic. So, you know, I know people grieve over a loss of a loved one, but there's also people that are grieving over loss of a work situation or a relationship or need help yes. with their with their personal life you know yeah um and I, and I kind of re- I really woke up to that too over the last couple of years and like you know what like I should probably still do that um you know because man I've gotten plenty of help in that in that area so I should maybe I should give that back <laughs> yeah I mean yes and I think it's a wonderful way to help people and a wonderful way to um to reach out and a wonderful way yeah. to um I mean, that is healing work, though, right? You said you're not a healer. I mean, you might not be a Reiki healer or an energetic healer, but you definitely are healing people when you're helping them with their life path and their spiritual path, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just another form of it, for sure. Absolutely wonderful. You're the best, my friend. Will you come back and let's do this again? I would love it. Okay, sure. Um, Where can people find you everywhere online? Um, you can find me at MikePazorski.com and Facebook, it's, it would be Spiritual Medium MP and Instagram is Mike Pizorski Medium. Wonderful. Wonderful. I love that. Please reach out to Mike and that would make me happy and I hope to have you back on the show, my friend. And it's been a complete honor to have you here. Thank you. The wonderful Mike Pizorski, everybody. What a joy to have you on the show. If you missed any of the links, you can find me at SheenaMetalSpiritual.com and everywhere on social media at SheenaMetal. And, of course, this show on Playground.com and the network LiveParanormal.com and iHeartRadio.com. I'm Sheena Metal. I'm a psychic medium. And until I see you next Wednesday at 3 o'clock Pacific time, seek peace, live in love, lead with kindness, Embrace unity, always work to raise your vibration, and most importantly, know that you are loved, and you are loved, and you are loved by me. I'll see you next week. Take care of yourself. I'm Sheena Metal. This is Haunted Playground.